Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. Welcome to another hour of provocative inquiry designed to inform and enlighten all of us about ourselves and the world around us. This is an hour for the open-minded. For the next hour is dedicated to exploring the nature of our universe, our consciousness, how and why they interact if they do, all in our attempt to understand what it means to be human, what forces act upon us and why, what we can expect of ourselves and others, what is meant by free will or the limitation thereof, and why any and all of this might just matter. All in our effort to grasp exactly what enlightenment means and what it is to be enlightened. We make it a point to admit in the beginning that there are many human limitations, some we know and some we might not be aware of, and therefore we acknowledge that everything we have thought we knew just might be wrong. In this way, each week, we undertake anew our search and discovery of the human potential in hopes that we truly expand our awareness. All right, we have in the studio today our person on the street joining us with a question or two, particularly that really relevant one. How do I use the information to improve my life? Is Andrea Fannin style? Andrea is a fan of our show, and she is usually in the chat room. We'll turn to her later in the show. We may try to have a regular segment around the person on the street idea, so we'll see how that works out today. Last week, our guest was Shazzy, and she triggered some of your letters. Martha wrote, I found Shazzy's information to be really valuable. She seems so sincere and real. Thank you for such a great variety of guests on your show. Well, thank you, Martha. And you wrote, I listen to your show on Hay House Radio and to Diane Ray. I love your message and your work. Well, we hope so, and we try to make it better. And your letters give us the focus and direction. So please, you know, thank you for the letter and write more. Amanda wrote, thanks for providing the free materials. I am getting a lot out of them. Now, <clears throat> if you're listening for the first time to our show, let me clarify what Amanda is talking about. There are a number of MP3 audio intertalk programs available absolutely free on eldentaylor.com. These programs are the genuine, patented, and scientifically proven programs we sell for $27.95. They are there to assist and facilitate you, and again, there is no charge of any kind. You can think of it as we do. It's just a part of how we walk the talk and pay a little something forward. All right, we had many other letters, and I want to thank all of you for writing. I do appreciate your feedback, and it does shape our shows. I want your opinions, and you can provide them by leaving your comments at eldentaylor.com or by joining me on Facebook. Now, last week I asked you to join me on Coast to Coast AM with host George Nury. We talked about my newest book, What Does That Mean? Exploring Mind, Meaning, and Mysteries. The response to this show was absolutely incredible. Three hours went by like flip of finger. I literally received hundreds of emails thanking me for the show. Melinda wrote, Your book, What Does That Mean? I love it. I've read a lot of books on similar types of subjects, and I've got to say, this is the best. Keep them coming, and many bright blessings to you. Well, thank you very much, Melinda. Carol wrote, in this time when everybody wants to help uh, for a price, it is really sweet to see someone who doesn't. Thanks in advance for the MP3s. Enjoyed you on Coast to Coast. Brad wrote, 
Heard you on Coast to Coast with George Nury. I was fascinated by your stories, particularly your animal stories. I am an animal lover who is also a hunter. The older I get, the more difficult it is to continue to hunt because of my relationship with my dogs. Your stories confirmed a lot of my thoughts regarding the intelligence and sense of animals. Your work with the Alzheimer's research is very interesting as well. Hope to hear more. You are great. Well, thank you very much, Brad. I really appreciate that. Many of those listening to the show sent me their miracle stories as well. So we decided to do a show in February on my new book and share all of this with you. I hope you will join us on February 23rd for this show. And I want to thank again everyone for their support and wonderful letters. Now, one last point of business. I want to also remind you of our new Book of the Month program where we turn the show over to you. The first book that we're doing that with is Lynn McTaggart's The Intention Experiment. Lynn will be here next week, so get her book and be prepared to take your interview questions directly to her. We're thinking of how we can let everyone play host, so I think we will limit your interview interaction to about five minutes, so you will want more than one prepared question. We look forward to seeing how this works, and it's your chance to be a radio host, so don't miss the opportunity. Remember, we're going to try to do this once a month. Now to this week's subject and guest. We, are, we were scheduled to have Richard Bach join us today, but he phoned with a personal emergency and will not be able to be here. We wish him well, and we did agree to reschedule him for a future show, so pay attention to our schedule. He will be here at another time. Now, I could have just opened the show to a discussion about one of my books, but then we have that in our February schedule twice. So what do you do? Well, you think of your friends and what it is they do and the value of their contribution to the world. If you're me, you sort of rank them in your mind, and then you call the best, and that's exactly what I decided to do. Our guest today is simply a fabulous person that I am honored to call my friend. She donates endless hours of her time at I Can Do It conferences, providing valuable help to all who ask. But before I get to her and give you a chance to call and ask her your questions, let's look at what it is that she does and how that might relate to our usual conversations that examine consciousness in all of its alleged varieties, including evidence for life after death and our mind-body interface, our values, the nature of our metaphysics, soul, spirit, and the like, the nature of what we can say we know, that sought-after, ever-elusive, epistemological uh, certainty, and so forth. How then, in light of all of this, as our chief focus of our provocative inquiry, does a medical intuitive fit in? What is a medical intuitive? Is this another sense like those we think of as belonging to the world of paranormal? Instead of clairvoyance or clairaudience or psychometry, um, and so forth, is there a, a medical channel that is somehow tuned into? If so, how does it work? What would you do if you met a medical intuitive and they informed you to stop eating some food because you had a minor allergy to it? Now, let's assume that you'd never noticed any such allergy. What then? Now, I assume that if you met this same intuitive, and they told you to see your doctor because you had a liver condition that was worsening, and they described some symptoms you had experienced that you would probably follow up with your doctor. 
But why? Can you trust intuition? Can you trust your own? Always? Can you train intuition? Can intuition be wrong? Much of science would dismiss this as irresponsible or superstitious. Is it? Is it any different than calling in a psychic to assist a criminal investigation? How much of intuition is just imagination? Do we need to see some elaborate new piece of equipment, a person in a white coat with a stethoscope, and so forth to accept medical guidance? Now, I know what I think about all of this, but we want your thoughts, questions, and feedback as well. We have a lot to talk about in the next hour, and we invite you to join us. As I said earlier, you can join us by calling toll-free 1-866-254-1579, and international callers can dial the country code, then 760-918-4300. All right, let's welcome today's guest. Defined, a medical intuitive is an alternative medicine practitioner who uses their intuition to attempt to find the cause of a physical or emotional condition. Making a formal medical diagnosis is not in the scope of practice for many medical intuities, but some medical intuities are also MDs. There are several medical intuities among the Hay House writers. I heard Louise Hay introduce our guest today and credit her with significantly aiding Louise's health. That was a powerful recommendation, good enough for me, and that marked the first time I met today's guest, Caroline Sutherland. Caroline is the author of The Body Knows How to Stay Young, a great read. She has a vast clinical background as an allergy testing technician in environmental medicine where intuitive gift developed. She was raised in a medical family. Her mother was a dietitian, and both her father and grandfather were doctors. She is also the founder of Sutherland Communications, which offers medical intuitive training programs and consultation services. Now, I'm going to tell you, this lady is loaded with energy. She looks many years younger than her annual count would suggest. She is a picture of what her book titles, The Body Knows How to Stay Young. She's an exciting speaker, and we're pleased to have her join us today. Welcome to Provocative Enlightenment, Caroline Sutherland. Eldon, thank you so much for having me on your program. I'll take that kind of an introduction anytime. I'll send you a bill. Actually, <laughs> I, I'm only telling the truth. Uh, you, I, I do consider you to be a dear friend, and you are marvelously talented. And, and so, you know, a, a lot of our audience, Hay House audience, are going to know who you are. But to begin with, how about telling us just a little bit about yourself and how long you've been doing this work? Well, you know, when, when you think about medical intuition or any of these very unusual subjects that you spend your your uh, Hay House Radio uh, interview time discussing, you know, they're pretty unusual. And when you, when, you, when you, you know, grow up and you're growing up and you're young and you're thinking, what am I going to do with my life? Right. I wouldn't have thought that I'd ever end up doing medical intuitive work. But what happened was I am a former newspaper writer. I'm a, a fashion writer, uh, an interior design writer. That was sort of my bent, so to speak. I also spent a lot of time raising my children and being married and having that kind of Household running, you know, uh, profession. Living a full so life, right? Yeah. And uh, I then I got sick. I got the early warning signs of multiple sclerosis, and I'm sure you find a lot of your guests come to their um, profession, be it a writer or metaphysician, through illness because it gives the, the person a chance to uh, 
kind of slow down and reflect on things and, and maybe investigate meditation or spirituality. And, and I think that illness is, is, a, is a pretty strong catalyst for getting people on board with what they're really supposed to be here doing. But I got sick, and then my own physician, my primary care physician, sent me to a doctor who specialized in environmental medicine. And that's the branch of medicine that deals with the human body in relationship to the environment. Everything a person's breathing, everything they're eating, whatever they're coming in contact with, and those elements and their effects on the body. And I kind of poo-pooed it at first. I mean, I come from a medical family, and when you get sick, you go to your doctor, you get a pill, and you go home. That was kind of my experience with any health-related subjects. But interestingly enough, it turned out, just like you mentioned, that I did not have MS, thankfully, and I think there are a lot of people who are wandering around with MS who have undiagnosed conditions that are just put, you know, that are labeled. But it turned out that I was multiply sensitive or allergic to common foods, that I was dealing with a specific syndrome, the yeast syndrome, that was interesting and had some, you know, endocrine imbalances. And then in four weeks, this was the kicker, in four weeks I was symptom-free by, you know, some very interesting treatments. And I knew that I'd witnessed something personally that was fascinating, that was possibly translatable to other people. And I started to investigate the whole world of um, alternative medicine uh, and, and environmental medicine. At, coinciding with that, that, I learned how to do meditation, which I still do to this day. And I believe the link between my interest in um, the world of the human body and how uh, how it's set up specifically to heal and to do nothing else to, to, you know, to get in a state of homeostasis or balance. And then coupled with meditation, which of course you access through meditation, what would be termed inner guidance, those two things coupled together then was the catalyst to flick on the light switch of what would be termed medical intuition or health intuition. So I was very, very fortunate because everything came at the right time. And, you know, in your book, what does that mean? I think a whole lot of it relates to timing. You put your foot on the path, you say, show me, show me, you know, to the universe. And, you know, and sure enough, we, we are shown, and it does get delivered on cue. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Now, I, you know, our, the phones are lighting all up. Everybody wants to talk to you. You're, you know, you're, you're the perfect kind of a guest for a host that's a little tired. Unfortunately, I'm not tired. I enjoy talking You've to you. You've just been up so, all night with George Newry. Yeah, well, but I'm going to I'm gonna steal a little more time from you, and I'm going to ask you something. Not long ago, I met a, a medical intuitive, and, and she explained to me that something she did to make sure she never made a mistake was she would ask her guides, because that's how she was getting the information. So she would ask her guides, give me a nonsense question. Uh, that this person would know, and and if they tell me yes, then I'll know what you're telling me is correct. And so then she might say to that person, okay, uh, you've been thinking about roses this morning. And if the person says, no, no way, then she knows the information she was about to give is false. If they say, yes, I have, how did you know that? Then she knows it's correct. Do you ever do anything like this or ever have a question or concern about the information you're sharing? Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. I, I, I don't do any of that. I just, I just figure I'm permanently hooked up, and I just, you know, it just comes through my 
awareness. You're plugged in. The power doesn't disconnect yeah, from Caroline I, I don't Sutherland. Have that. I believe I mean, that. Oh, my God. You've kind of jarred my whole system thinking, oh, my gosh, gosh, maybe I should be asking questions. I don't do any of that. <laughs> I find, I, I find, I think, well, I, I just, I don't feel, I just get it. And, and, and I just mention it. And, and uh, of course, and you mentioned this very well in your intro. A medical intuitive cannot legally diagnose. You can't say, you know, I see you've got some failing liver, or I see you've got cancer, or I see... That's, that's illegal to do, but a medical intuitive or a health expert or a practitioner who, who works in the field of complementary medicine or, or holistic healing can make suggestions and recommendations. And my whole background is based on correction. When I worked as an allergy testing technician, which I did for a number of years in environmental medicine, which, of course, was the next step after I got well, I became interested, and then... The doctor asked right. me to come and work for him. But the issue is, all we did was correct. So in other words, the person came into the, into the clinic with a set of health circumstances. Nobody was the slightest bit interested. I think they were interested slightly in what their background was. But all that was interesting to the people that worked in that clinic was correction. What can we do to initiate that body's phenomenal capacity to repair? And that's what we did, which is why I never see. I mean, if a person has cancer, I would never say anything to them about it. All I would be interested in is what could we do to engage that body's capacity to repair? Because people, you know, slip in and out of cancer several times in their lives. Uh, you know, more ways than we'd ever want to think. You know, we, we go to a lot of, of uh, conferences with medical doctors, and they say that everyone is walking around with cancer in, in terms of some roving cells, but they just never manifest. Well, I wouldn't really want to put that label on it, but I would say that people would have abnormal cells from time to time. They don't manifest because of the great sparkling capacity of the immune system. So I'm interested in correction. I'm not re- interested in labels really at all. And no, I don't have to ask about roses. I just kind of just pull it forth. <laughs> I love it. You know, I had a friend once, uh, uh, a, a, a physician that said to me, uh, you know, Eldon, we're a binary system. And as a binary system, we're flashing on and off. And some of what flashes on this minute won't flash on in the next minute. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at a stable uh, condition over time, uh, you, you, you're not looking at what you might be looking at when you look at a snapshot at a given moment. I think that's what you're saying, is it not? Absolutely. We 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 need to be watching and monitoring our systems all the time. How are we feeling? How's my energy? My energy was here, now my energy is gone. How am I feeling? I have this pain. What's it related to? Oh, I remember thinking about my mother or my great aunt Harriet or you know this friend of mine that's you know giving me some problems. I mean. We can monitor it the entire time. It's like a stock ticker thing going across the top of our forehead. And, we, and, and I think we check in every day, and in fact, more than, more than just once a day, but check in and find out where our energy is, where our pain level is, what, what's happening with our digestive system, and, and just be checking in all the time. And, and we can stay on top of things. It's really quite wonderful. Well, indeed it is. I think what we better do is take a phone call. Uh, the lines are all lit up. Sure. And uh, my guest here in the studio has got questions. So let's go to the uh, telephones. Let's take line one. We have Pam from Modesto, California. Pam, you're on the air. Have you got a question for Caroline? I need sure. to know Good her morning. age. I need, need everybody's age. Oh, mine? Um, I'm 54. Oh, hi. Hi, Pam. And what's hi. your specific question? Well, um, I do energy work, and I also am a holistic uh, advisor and such. 
But mainly what I'm doing differently is I'm trying to get into more different fields of opening up, but I've started to shut myself down. And I'm trying to think of the exact question that I would like answered right this moment. I'm well, that's okay. Man, I think energy flaws. work is, is really beautiful, and you do obviously pick up many things. People that do energy work pick up uh, sense uh, colors, these sense imbalances. But it's interesting. I teach a class in medical intuition uh, every year in October in Bellingham, Washington, which is just slightly north of Seattle. And, and we have a lot of people that do energy work, uh, massage therapists, that kind of thing, that come to our trainings. And what they find is... They're picking up different imbalances. They're reading energy, in other words, imbalanced energy, just the way you are. But they're not able to really pinpoint what it could be physically because they don't have a framework. And so I think the catch with medical intuition, any kind of intuition, especially physical, is what is a framework? What could this mean? It's like the title of Eldon's book, What Does It Mean? So when you pick up an imbalance, say in the stomach area, and you're seeing that it's a lack of power or loss of power, in, say, your client, I would go directly into digestion. That person has a food sensitivity. What, what is it? And for you, the sensitivities are going to be to all the common foods that you're eating. So, you know, I, I look at it completely differently, but it doesn't discount the wonderful work that you're doing, that's for sure. Oh, thank, thank you for you. calling, Pam. You, you, you know, you have the perfect answer for every question that comes to you. That's one thing that I've noticed about you. How do you pull that off? I think it's... I'll tell you, I think it's a lot of years of doing interviews and always, um, this sounds, but, but just to know that, that to bring the interview back to a place that can be practical for the person that's a- asking a question, because there always is a practical answer. And it comes to me very much intuitively what I'm going to say. I just open up to the universe and say, use my voice the way you would like me to address this question to this particular listener. And, and I just open up. I think it's, it's very much a rational yet an intuitive uh, kind of bridging that goes on all the time. Okay. Caroline, do you think it's really possible in 30 seconds, you know, to, to, in 30, you have 30 seconds to give me an answer to this. Do you think it's really possible to actually slow down the aging process? Oh, very definitely. I think we're so lucky now, Eldon, at the age that we live in, right now, this particular time in history, 2010, as a functioning person on the planet, you know, with some education and some knowledge and desire to be healthy and young, absolutely, I think it's totally possible. We've got all the tools now. You think it's totally possible. Okay. The book is Caroline, the author is Caroline Sutherland. The book is The Body Knows How to Stay Young. You can uh, look at Caroline's uh, material. You can go to eldentaylor.com where we have a number of links that are built there uh, directing you. Of course, you can Google Caroline. She comes up everywhere. Uh, she has a number of websites and uh and Caroline, give us your main website. It's carolinesutherland.com. That's L-I-N-E and S-U-T-H-E-R-L-A-N-D. So it's Caroline, not Carolyn. 
Yeah, okay. Well, I didn't say, I didn't call you, Carol. No, 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 no. I know that some people look for me that way. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're about to go to break. So you're listening to Provocative Enlightenment and Hay House Radio. I've been talking, uh, obviously, with medical intuitive Caroline Sutherland. When we come back, we're going to take your calls. We're going to talk more about her work, more about her wonderful book, The Body Knows How to Stay Young. You can follow the links, as I said, under Provocative Enlightenment on EldonTaylor.com to her website, books, and other work. There's some marvelous YouTube info up there as well. We'll be right back after the few words from our friends. Confusion, deception, manipulation, feeling a bit controlled, lost. Learn how you can take back control of your life through proven techniques in Eldon Taylor's revised edition of Choices and Illusions. This New York Times bestseller is a guidebook to your journey to self-actualization filled with practical, real-life solutions backed by scientific studies and guaranteed to awaken your inner genie. Get your copy today from all bookstores. Have you talked to yourself lately? What does that inner voice say? Are you constantly hearing negative feedback? Ready for a change? Inner Talk, Eldon Taylor's patented subliminal technology, can do just that. Change your inner self-talk. Turn off the negative by replacing it with positive affirmations. Inner Talk has been researched at universities such as Stanford and by governments around the world and has been proven effective at priming your self-talk. Armed with a new positive outlook, you'll find everything becomes easier. From losing weight to stop smoking, giving presentations to riding horses, learn new things to being a powerful salesperson. Choose your title for change today. Visit www.innertalk.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-T-A-L-K dot com. Innertalk dot com. Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. Welcome back. Now, if you just joined us, I'm Eldon Taylor, and my guest today is Caroline Sutherland. And the phones are all lit up, and we're going to get to those calls. We're discussing her work as a medical intuitive and her book, The Body Knows How to Stay Young. But before we jump back in, I want you to enjoy a short piece of music from the Intertalk Serenity CD that comes with my comes free actually with my book Mind Programming because so many of you are always asking me, well, what do they sound like? I mean, so here you go. Enjoy this. Take 60 seconds. Take a deep breath. Just relax for a minute.
Now that whisper or two that you heard in the background, that's actually a voice. And actually there's three voices telling you how good it is to be alive, how nice it is to relax, to appreciate yourself. And that's a message that consistently you're going to hear from today's guest, Caroline Sutherland. Take care of yourself. Caroline, what is the most important message, single message that you could give our listening public, myself included, uh, with regard to how to listen to their body or how to care for their body, how to grow young? Well, the simple thing, of course, is to to change two things, the diet of the body and the diet of the mind. And you've just mentioned that in your CD and all your your Inner Talk CDs. It's to harness the power of the mind to move it from the negative into the positive. So the cells know, every cell in the body knows exactly what we're thinking. And our our body is a a translation of what our, 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 our mind is thinking. So our cells relate specifically and identically and instantaneously to what our mind is thinking. So you change the diet of the mind, which would be, you know, to use a CD such as yourself or one of Louise's wonderful healing CDs, and then to change the diet. Like Louise says, you've only you've got control over two things, your thoughts and your food, and to change the food. And so most people are very heavily addicted to carbohydrates, which is starch and sugar. And once we move off that and go more... Um, to vegetables, you know, carbohydrates from vegetables, and uh, consistent protein, then you balance blood sugars, then you have more energy, you have more vitality, you don't miss intuitive messages. And so it's pretty simple, it's cost-effective, it won't cost a lot, and we don't have to go across, you know, the pond or around the planet to find an answer. It's right there in our own kitchen and right there in our own way of thinking. Well, now, when you say diet, we're just going to have we have uh, our caller on line two, Sharon from Connecticut, has some questions about just that, diet. So let's take her phone call. Sharon, yeah. you're on the air with Caroline Sutherland. Uh, we need your age. And then your question, please. I'm 60, and I'm so happy to be on the phone with both of you. Thank you. I, Me too. I have, um, I am clairaudient. Uh, clairsentient and clairvoyant, and I I am a psychotherapist. So I use I'm like Caroline said, I I'm just trust, and I'm in the moment at with each person. I work with people who have illness, and I t- tune into the emotional cause. That you know that's the part I can help with. Yes, and uh, but I have I have been I'm a have been a single mom of two teenagers for six years, and uh, both of them just left the house uh, two days ago, and it's the first time in a long time since I've been on my own and not had that responsibility, and I, I take an herbal thyroid pill because I know when, you, when I channel, it taps my thyroid and I just haven't been able to, I've gained weight steadily, um, just have not been able to, okay, to well, lose. Okay, grab your pen and let's get started because as, as, as soon as people start talking to me, I start picking it up. And then there's a certain point where don't say anything more. Let's just grab your pen and write some things down. Uh, well, the biggest issue, of course, for you, Sharon, now, and we'll talk physically, is when, when a woman is 60, she's obviously in her menopause years, and this is the most difficult time to lose weight when the hormones are out of balance. So where you've been taking a herbal thyroid, it may not be enough. And I would suggest going to see 
a medical doctor or family nurse practitioner that specializes in what's called bioidentical hormone I, balancing. I do, do that. I mm-hmm. have, you have a have BHRT a, practitioner? Good. I have a wonderful nurse practitioner who, Good. and she trusts my intuition to know how much to apply of the progesterone, Good. testosterone, and estriol. Estriol, but estradiol. But the thing is, you have to find out what time of the day you're taking it. Estrogen, testosterone, and DHEA are always taken in the morning. Progesterone's always taken at night. And if it's in some kind of combined cream, that's not, in my opinion, the correct delivery uh, method for those particular hormones because of the time that they should be used. And that oh, thank thyroid... you. I, I, I did actually ask her to separate them out from a show Good. I watched that's from something. you, but I forgot to do the progesterone at night. Yeah, that's very important because that'll help with sleep. And then the other thing is check that herbal thyroid because it may not be enough. And at the age of 60, in order to maintain your ideal body weight, Hormone balancing is very important, but the cornerstone to that is keeping your carbohydrate grams low, that starches and sugars, keeping them low within about the 30-gram range per day. Oh, okay. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Thank you for calling, Sharon. Let's uh, let's take a question out of the chat room because I see one here that just popped up that is I, I find really interesting. Sure. Uh, and forgive me if I say your name wrong. I, I believe it's Shazza. Uh, question is, can negative spirits in the house drain your energy physically while you sleep? Okay. You ever been asked that one? Well, I'll tell you something. I think protection is very important. If you look at a lot of the wonderful Hay House authors and uh, some of the authors that do do, um, you know, speaking to, to uh, deceased relatives and that sort of thing, I think you'll find that they have very strong energy, very strong energy themselves, and that they use what would be called protection. I know that it's important for me to feel protected. I think it's, it's I wouldn't want to say it's automatic, but I feel that I am very protected. And another thing is to know that your own energy is stronger than anybody else's energy. I work with hundreds of people, just like you said, Eldon, at I Can Do It conferences. I sit on a stool and just people come up to me one after the other, one after the other, and I'm never drained because my energy is stronger than anybody else's energy that comes to me. It doesn't mean it's better. It just means it's strong energy. And so nobody can soak or take my energy from me because I have strong energy. Now, to get back to Shazda's question about her home, yes, I do believe that there are energies in certain people's dwellings that are that would be considered um, I wouldn't want to say negative, but from another realm. And so you need to do clearing. So that would be either smudging with some kind of sage smudging. I find a candle very useful and a little sprinkle of salt to go right through the whole house. And then to sit very quietly with whoever those spirits are and say, it's time to leave. And uh, this is my home now, and now it's time to leave. Other people pray. They go into each room, and they'll say the Lord's Prayer, or they'll chant the Jewish, you know, holy, 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 you know, the Gadoish, Gadoish, which is a Jewish chant, and they can do that. And so there's lots of things that can be done. And if you feel there's something in that home, ask somebody else who also is intuitive to come in and do a clearing. But that's an extremely good question. It's not an unusual question, but it doesn't need to be the case. 
It's a wonderful answer. You know, I can remember just as an aside, a friend of mine uh, was a chemist at the University of Utah coming into my office one day with a bag of salt mm-hmm. and walking around the edge of the ro- of the office, you know, completely, every room, and just sprinkling salt. Yep. And I said to him, Jim, what are you doing? And he says, when I was here last, Ellen, I got the feeling, I sensed that there was an energy here you didn't want to be here, so I'm just getting rid of him for you. Oh, okay. Hey, thanks. You know, I mean, and, and this was a this is a PhD chemist at a university. So yeah. some of this stuff is just not as far out as people as think, you might it think is. And another yeah. thing too is that um in in terms of foreign energies, it's very good. For instance, let's say if somebody's been out shopping or they've been to a workshop or they've been to a big uh, conference, when you come home, just check yourself. Like I was talking, like the stock ticker above your head, just check. Do I have all my energy? Is all, all this my energy? Have I picked up what would be termed foreign energy? And just check, and then you can pretend you've got like a an imaginary kind of a sword or a knife, and you go along the edge of your of your skin, just maybe like an inch out all the way along your body and pretend that you're cutting cords from anything that you might have picked up out in the world. That's a really easy way of of, um, correcting. And then just send love and light to all the, you know, if if there was energy, just send, you know, radiant uh, light to whoever it was. You don't even know who it was, but just send the energy back their way. And then always remember, have strong energy yourself. And that is, you know, quite a process, but to have very strong energy, very good boundaries, nothing can penetrate that. Sounds like you've studied a little Kabbalah along the way here now. let's. T- there's a, one more question in the chat room, and then we'll jump back to our telephones because they're all hot. Uh, Annie says, hi, I'm new to your show, and this is my first time in the chat room. Caroline is great. She is, too, Annie. I'd love to hear how she learned to trust her intuition and... W- and was she ever drawn to second-guessing herself? Well, that's a good question, Annie. Thank you so much. I started out as um, an allergy testing technician for medical doctors, and I used subtle energy equipment that tests meridians, and I did that for thousands of people. That's why I'm so lucky with my background. I did allergy testing for doctors for I think it was something like 12 years, I'd have to say, started in 83 and ended in 1995, so that's quite a long time. And I I was lucky because I had, before I left a clinical setting, over 55,000 patient visits. That's a lot of patient visits. And I would be very direct about my not only intuitive impressions on the patients, but also using the equipment validated my instincts, and I was lucky because the doctors and naturopaths that I work for, they validated what I was picking up, both intuitively and from the subtle energy equipment, and that was validated in the patient chart. I'd get a feeling that person's thyroid is subclinical. Sure enough, there it would be in the chart. So I was really lucky. I think it's a most unusual background that sets me up for this, and it's not some willy-nilly thing, well, it's a maybe, and you know, it's like not something I pulled out from behind a, a rock or something. I really did was fortunate to have that real strong clinical background. I think that's where I'm, my strong suit is. What a wonderful, what a wonderful conditioning mechanism. Mm-hmm. We we condition animals with 144 repetitions. They're forever conditioned. Fifty thousand. Yeah. Wow. Let's yeah. go to the telephones. We have online for Dorothy from Seattle, Washington. I believe Dorothy, you're 39. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct, and thank you both for taking my call. Sure. Glad to have you on the air. What is your question? 
Um, I wonder if Caroline can give me any guidance as far as um, why I might be experiencing depression symptoms. I've, I, I am a big believer in um, positive thinking, and I'm having a lot of trouble with it, so I'm feeling like I need... I need some kind of help that I haven't figured out yet. Okay, hang on, hang on to your, 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 just let's take a look here. So let's focus. I'm going to ask you a personal question. Um, uh, how, tell me about your periods. Um, they are, uh, they got closer together within the last probably two years. Mm-hmm. And so like, every are they ever heavy? Days. Are they ever heavy or long? No. Not heavy They're and not long? They're usually short. They're usually short. And, and how's your sleep? How's your sleeping? Um, I have been having right. Okay, so it's in my view, it's low progesterone. And if you email me, Caroline at Uh carolinesutherland.com, I'll give you the names of two practitioners that will help you with that. Don't you blame yourself? Don't blame your family lineage. Don't blame the you know the phases of the moon or what's happening astrologically for depression. Because in my view, that was a very strong hit that I got. That your progesterone is low, and that's a, a, a part of it. The second part of it is, well, first of all, depression can be, if it's not biochemical, it can often be the opposite of expression. So whatever you're doing now, you want to express yourself differently, be it in your home life or your work life or your, um, your, your play and your relaxation. You want to think about expressing yourself. So I would, I would take a look at that. I wouldn't place a huge focus, but I would look there. And then second of all, the other thing is, especially in the Northwest, we deal a lot in the winter with seasonal affected disorder, and I believe that there is an aspect of that that can be a part of it. And let me tell you a very fast, very cost-effective little trick that will help with that. Okay. You go to the hardware store or, you know, any any store where they sell pocket flashlights. Mm -hmm. Get a very small pocket flashlight, and what you do is you formulate an affirmation that helps you to feel uplifted or positive, like I am healthy or I feel, you know, alive and wonderful, like uh, Eldon was talking about. It's good to be alive. Like, I love that affirmation. It's good to be alive. How can you help but not be positive? So you pick an affirmation you like. You put that pocket flashlight on your forehead. When you get into bed, put it right on your nightstand, and your room obviously is dark. You're in bed. You take that pocket flashlight. Turn it on and hold it right on your third eye point on your forehead. Mm-hmm. Repeat that affirmation. It's good to be alive. And then you hold it there for about three minutes and then turn it off and go to sleep. And then okay. you do the same thing in the morning before you put your feet on the floor twice a day for three weeks, and that will nip seasonal affected disorder in the bud. And I okay. mention that in my book. But I would suggest definitely going to a BHRT practitioner in the Seattle area, I've got a couple of very good references for you if you email me. Does that make sense, Dorothy? Yes, it did. Thank you so it's much. It's a drop in progesterone. That's the okay. hormone that drops the fastest, that's okay. linked into depression, poor sleep, heavy periods, bone density, uh, anxiety. You know, all of that is linked in most especially with this hormone progesterone. Okay. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Thanks for calling, Dorothy. Let's, thank uh, you. Have a great day. While we're in the Pacific Northwest, let's go ahead and take Suzanne, who's 54 in Seattle, Washington, on Line 5. Suzanne, you're on the air with Caroline Sutherland. Hi, Caroline and Eldon. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Pleasure. So I have a very similar story to yours, Caroline, and I was going along, and then uh, four years ago I have symptoms that seem like temporal arteritis, 
copious fluids flowing out of my ears and tinnitus, hearing mm-hmm. loss, and recurring infections, and many treatments and many positive thoughts changed how I thought and still have so not come been able to your to, question and let's let's go haven't for it. been able to shake the symptoms. So you still got the tinnitus. You're still. Th- in my view, that's all very yeast related. You've heard of Candida albicans yes. yeast. Mm-hmm. So I would suggest if you're with a medical doctor, something called Nystatin for 90 days would very much help with that. Tinnitus or ringing in the ears or deafness, crackling in the ears, all of that is yeast related. And for you in the Pacific Northwest, I would remove dairy products completely for the diet from the diet because that will help to clean up those mucous membranes. Mm-hmm. But you need to have some form of treatment for candida yeast. Medically would be Nystatin. Going to a health food store would be something like uh, twin, uh, you know, yeast fighters by Twin Lab, yes. uh-huh. something like that. And to hit and hit hard, keep your sugars low and get rid of the dairy, and that will help you. Nice. Mm-hmm. We're molding up here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We got the, the mold capital of the Western world. We got a sunny day today. Praise God for that. Yep. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Suzanne. All right. Let's let's just keep going. On line six, we have, I believe it's Ina, who's 41, out of New York. Did I say your name correctly, Ina? It's Ina, but that's close Ina. enough. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're on the air with Caroline. Hey there. I feel so blessed to be on with you both. You bet. Thanks, Ina. Uh, I'm a new mom. I had a little girl. She was born Christmas Day, 2007. Hmm. I'm exhausted all the time. I know it's because of her. But recently, I'm trying to just get back on my game. I'm feeling a little more drained, uh, and I do have an allergy to seafood all of a sudden. Um, so I don't know. I'm just wondering if you, what do you see or what can I do to get um, as positive as possible for her, you know? Well, fair enough. At the age of, so this child is, is two years of age, and fair enough. You know, lots of new mothers don't have a lot of energy. There's something you can get. Are you in the city, in New York City? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So you go up to a place called Wilner Chemist, W-I-L-N-E-R. They're on Park Avenue, Wilner Chemist. And there's a couple of things I want you to get. Okay. I'd like you to, have you had your iron checked? Mm, yeah, everything was fine. And your um, iron's fine. Okay, so mm-hmm. I'm going to have you get two things. One is Cataplex B, C-A-T-A-P-L-E-X, B for Bob. And okay. it's a straight uh, B vitamin from uh, a food source. That gives you a very nice boost of energy. Three Cataplex B with each meal. And the other is Protofood, and that's a straight um, amino acid supplement. Protofood and Cataplex B. And both of those will boost the energy, providing you're not dipping into coffee and providing you're not dipping into a lot of sugary things. Your mm. energy should maintain nicely if your proteins are consistent. You're not drinking coffee to knock out your adrenal glands. And then another thing is, Start to look at your parenting, and I, I would really recommend if that little one is not sleeping properly and keeping you up so that you're not getting sleep, That's right. you will love totally from my website, carolinesutherland.com. We've got these little angel dolls that you'll totally love. Okay. My little angel tells me I'm special, and you put them on with a little, there's a little cuddly angel and a little book and a little CD that the children love when they're going to sleep. And, and it just helps them go off to dreamland instantaneously. So that's the issue. Is The issue is that this one is not sleeping. It's uh-huh. got you over, you know, sort of bent around her, her little finger. And um, so you're, you're, you know, you're complying and you're trying to do your best, but your own good energy is going because sure is. the sleep issue is an issue. But 
you need the cat B, the pro to food, keep your proteins consistent, keep your fingers out of the cookie jar, and don't be drinking coffee, and then get a little angel doll. They have their own site, angels, and then four, the number four, and then kids, angelsforkids.com, but you can access oh. the angelsforkids.com site. Now, I was just looking at site. that on your website, actually. Mm. I was and they really family. are. They really are terrific. I, I, we have them over here, and, and they really work. And yeah, that's of, phenomenal. Yeah. She hasn't slept since she was born, this little one. Yeah, well, as I coax her to go play with her angels, she refuses. Yeah. And I need to meditate. And this, I used to do it when she fell asleep. I can't do it anymore. Well, you know, these kids that don't sleep, I'm going to give you a little tip. Yes. Is she, is, she on, is she on goat's milk, or are you still giving her cow's milk? She's on cow's milk. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, they don't sleep. They can be very anxious and agitated when kids are milk allergic. So I'd be very interested if you wanted to try, um, you know, to switch her over to goat's milk and see how you do because usually that's the, the deal. And then bedwetting, all of that's a milk allergy. Goat's milk. Excellent. Thank mm-hmm. you both. Love you give you. that Thank a try. You. Appreciate that. <laughs> okay. Thanks okay. for calling, Ina. <laughs> Well, you know, the phones are still all lit up. The problem is we have about uh, 45 seconds. So, <laughs> Caroline, time just flies when you're on here. We're going to have to do it again. Let's make sure everybody knows how to get a hold of you. Uh, of course, they can go to eldentaylor.com. We have all the permanent links there if you don't have something to write it down with. But if you do, write it down. Caroline, how do they reach you? Well, it's carolinesutherland.com, C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E-S-U-T-H-E-R-L-A-N-D.com. And I should let you know that every Monday night, just like I'm doing now on your program, Eldon, every Monday night at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, I do free teleconferences, spot readings, and answer all of your questions. Wonderful. All right, everybody out there, go to our website. Now we've come to the end of another hour of Provocative Enlightenment. And I want to thank our special guest today, Caroline Sutherland. Thank you very much for joining us. And I hope all of you out there have enjoyed our show. And we'll listen in again next week, same time, same place. Our guest next week is Lynn McTaggart. And we'll be discussing her book, The Intention Experiment. Remember, this is your chance to do the interviewing, so come prepared. Okay, as I paraphrase every week, what this show is about, what life is about, above all else, know thyself. Until next week.